0: Live Mike 138 is the time this morning as we were preparing the program I was looking back over some of the speeches delivered on the floor of uh, both the House and Senate by Utah leaders recently and one of them caught my attention not due to what was being uh, discussed by Representative Chris Stewart, though the contents of his uh, of his speech are very important. If you can remember, we uh, a few weeks back we talked about the Ghost Army. Yeah, uh, Congressman Chris Stewart is right now working on a piece of legislation. He's trying to push this through uh, that would uh, that would bestow a very high honor onto a World War II unit known as the Ghost Army. And what was their job? Well, uh, they were engaged in acts of deception against the enemy. Uh, we, we spoke with the granddaughter of one such member of that unit, and their, their, their goal was to deceive the enemy to, through uh, you know, different theatrics and different tricks. And different strategies to make the enemy think that the force they were facing was much larger than it was. How'd they pull that off? Well, if you remember, uh, some of the tactics included inflatable tanks. Yeah, uh, some of it included this, and this would be exciting. And and I well, all of it's exciting, but this movie scene in particular, I think, would be a ton of fun to uh, to shoot and then later watch. They would sometimes stumble into uh, bars. Feigning intoxication, and they would, in the presence of the enemy uh, soldiers, or sometimes uh, people in their social circles or whatever, and they would uh, feign loose lips. They'd go in there and pretend to be uh, blabbing and spilling the beans about the uh, locations and the strength numbers of the American forces. And that would all be calculated, and it would all be uh, pre-designed, and it would all be a part of a strategy to, again, make the enemy think that they were much larger and stronger uh, than they were in reality. Okay, without, with that said, Congressman Stewart was on the, on the floor of the House discussing that piece of legislation and talking up and defending and promoting the, his desire to award the, this unit with this high honor. Anyway, uh, but that was beside the point. What caught my attention was his mask. Yeah, you've seen this on the floor of the House and elsewhere in politics and well beyond politics. You have seen masks with messages scrawled across them Uh, today on the mask uh, worn by Congressman Chris Stewart. It said open schools now in big, bold block letters, open schools now. And then underneath it. And I'll let you uh, unpack what is being communicated here. Underneath Open Schools Now, it read in smaller letters follow the science, not the unions. Follow the science, not the unions. That, of course, uh, a message to all of the either boards of education or states or state health departments or anyone with the authority to keep schools closed, as they are in some regions in this country, and much of the pressure to keep them closed coming from uh, unions. And the message from Congressman Stewart is, follow the science, not the unions. Uh, it, was, it was a, a, a strategic message, it was one that was organized, and in fact, uh, lawmakers taken to the floor of the of the House, of the House chamber, th- they could have picked up one of these masks and worn it. And in fact, you see uh, members, not only Congressman Stewart wearing this mask, but others. Uh, Congressman Burgess Owens, a freshman representing a portion of Utah, uh, said that he he intended to pick up one of the open schools masks, but uh, uh, anyway, wasn't able to, and ultimately wore a Utah First mask. So I bring that up to discuss a larger principle of using masks as a form of communication, strategic communication. Let me first and foremost say that I hope it doesn't catch on because I want uh, I want us quickly to move towards a day where masks are unnecessary. and if, like say advertisers catch on to the fact that uh, it's an effective means of communication, you might find you might find some celebrities, Or you might find some famous athletes, if it's not the case already, which I bet it is, right? (laughs) Wearing masks which bear some logo of a big company, right? Uh, You know, I I think of, say, one of the Jenners. Or I'm sorry, one of the Kardashians. or Anyway, one of the Kardashians or the Jenners. One of those famous people who's famous for being famous. I can imagine them uh, wearing a mask with uh, some... Some company, some makeup uh, company, there on the side, and what does, what does that do? Well, it creates an incentive to <laughs> it creates an incentive to make mask wearing uh, more the norm into the future. Uh, I was out with uh, some friends of mine recently, all socially distanced and wearing masks, of course, and everyone had you know different kinds of masks, different uh, different styles or whatever, and one guy there in our group had just the standard. Uh, just the standard uh, medical mask. And he said, I don't want there to be anything attractive or comfortable about this mask or any mask because as soon as they're unnecessary, I'm tossing it in the garbage. I will wear it while it is the recommendation and while it is prudent and effective against this dang virus. But the moment we're done with it, it's going in the trash and I don't want to look back at all. And so making them stylish or fashionable or valuable to advertisers Uh, or valuable to those marketers who would use them to communicate uh, messages on a grand scale. Uh, Let's see if we can stamp that down so as to move beyond them uh, more quickly. All right, Uh, I'm done ranting about masks. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, I'm going to be joined by a coworker of mine, Nick Wyatt. Uh, He and I yesterday did something interesting. Uh, There is on uh, a, a genealogy website, there is the ability to upload a photo of some ancestor of yours and this website will animate it, bring it to life. You can see what the blinking of the eyes and the smiling of the mouth looked like on your ancestors. It's one part creepy, one part beautiful. We'll discuss it next. Also, President Biden right now is speaking for the first time since the House passage of that $1.9 trillion aid relief package. Uh, we'll hear from the president if he's still speaking after the break. Next on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL Radio.